our lives have been and will continue to be influenced greatly by the pandemic. Institutions are changing rapidly. All of us are seeking leadership based on experience. Today's guest, Dr. James Brown, is such a leader. Dr. Brown's leadership began well more than 20 years ago. Since then, and continuing today, he's teaching online courses to college students around the globe. Dr. Brown has extensive credentials extending beyond education. And earlier, he discussed his long history with public health and research with HIV. Dr. Brown, welcome. What I did is company got bought out. And the guy came in, I was a vice president, he came in, the president came in and says, oh, we just got bought out by the British. But there I was, PhD, former, at that time, a vice president of a pharmaceutical, and there I was out of a job. So like going down to unemployment at the first time, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> not used to this. But what was really cool, I had taken a number of students on and we're training them in our laboratory. And it was really cool because then New Jersey City University called me up, they said, hey, Jim. We're giving you an award for training our students and all the rest. And I said, well, I said, I've just been fired. And they said, really? You know what? Come work for us. Come teach for us. So that's how I got into teaching. It so happened that um, I was working at Ocean County College on the Jersey Shore. And that was a kind of a cool thing we got involved in. It was Dr. Larson, who was still there, and he's the president. He went to a conference and where he learned about the, they called them hands-on labs, where they would get this lab kit. And by you having that lab kit, you could give it to one of the students. They could do their lab assignments from home in the safety of their own home. And so sure enough, we were one of the first schools to try it out. We had a nursing program where we needed to have pre-nursing, anatomy and physiology, one and two, microbiology, that's, that's my, mine right there. And then the other one was a basic chemistry course. And they got, they got those out of the way, and bingo, they're ready to go into nursing. And then when I went, I became the Dean of Science, Engineering, Health Sciences, and Human Performance at Ocean County College. I started there in 2003. So this was right at, I think, 2004. We got a grant from Robert Wood Johnson Foundation to put nursing online. And what they would do, it was called the one-day-a-week nursing program, where everything that would be taught normally in a classroom would be now taught online. Now, the clinicals, you had to have that face-to-face. -face. So they called it the one-day-a-week nursing program. So they would go out there for that one day, and it would be a long day. They'd start sometimes 6 o'clock in the morning and go all day long and finish up at 7 o'clock at night, getting all their... Uh, training they needed being out at a hospital, nursing home, that, that kind of thing. They, they call them the clinicals. The rest of the time, it was taught totally online. Well, what we found out right away is that's great, but if they're taking anatomy and physiology, they had to come to school three times a week, two for lectures and one for actually doing the laboratory. Well, what was great about this, the laboratories and science could be taught totally from home. Now, it's for the anatomy and physiology, well, they could either get a fetal pig, uh, end up on their doorstep. Uh, my wife almost divorced me over this one. She loves cats. 
And the faculty wanted to ha- use cats. So anyhow, that, that was a possibility. Now, I taught the microbiology. They would actually grow up biosafety level one organisms at home. And these were organisms, they could almost eat them, and it was no problem because uh, they were biosafety level one. But they would actually do everything they needed to do at home. They would spend 14 or 15 weeks doing it like they would if they were taking a regular semester. And sure enough, they got every course they needed in nursing, including the science, totally online. And all they would have to do is do the clinicals. Well, what happened in New Jersey is like we're very close to New York City. We're about an hour south of New York City and an hour and a half uh, east of Philadelphia. Well, a lot of students, what they did is especially off off year, you know, there's all sorts of little places you can stay on the Jersey Shore. You know, in the summer, they charge you an arm and a leg. Well, during the winter, nobody's living there. So they're, they're really, you know, yeah, yeah, you can come here and stay here for a song. And so sure enough, they would come in for the day, stay overnight, uh, do their clinicals there, and then they'd go back the rest of the week and just do it all online. Well, this was a huge hit. And Robert Wood Johnson Foundation share this nationally so we could actually get out there and it really helped with the nursing. There were so many people, they knew people who were baby boomers were going to be retiring. As they got older, they were going to need more and more nurses and that sort of thing. It was a huge part of the population. Well, this was a way of getting more nurses out there and it worked and a very safe way of doing it. And so, well, what I did is I stepped down as dean because I found, hey, I could teach online, totally. And what we did is we adopted three special needs children. And so I had three, three biological children and now three special needs children adopted. And I could be at home with them teaching at a number of different colleges and universities. And when I say a number of them, I mean all over the place. Uh, out west, uh, University of Alaska at Fairbanks. I joke around any further north, I'm, I'm teaching polar bears. Uh, Tarrant County College in Texas, Colorado Christian University in the middle of Colorado, a um, Catholic university, uh, Gwynedd Mercy University. Locally, uh, I have uh, City University of New York and going further east, University of New England. So it's really cool how you can teach totally online. And I had students from all over the world because the where Ocean County College was, we had three military bases. Now it's combined one big base. But I had students who were in the Middle East and they would say that while they were there, you know, they had some really rough times. Uh, It would be moments of sheer terror. And then they would say, followed by weeks of absolute boredom. And in those weeks of absolute boredom, they were getting a bachelor's degree totally online. It was, it was really cool. And this was Afghanistan. It wasn't the safest place on earth. Also, on, on an aircraft carrier out there uh, in the Persian Gulf, here they'd be taking a microbiology course there. It was just amazing how you could reach all over the world. And here's the thing. This spring, when the coronavirus hit and they realized the entire world was having big trouble, they had to shut down their face-to-face 
And sure enough, many of the schools already had online courses up and flying. And uh, it was difficult. It wasn't easy because a lot of the professors didn't know how to teach online. And it was just a, a whole new thing for them. And to me, by having it so that it's live and you have to be online at a certain time, that's not always the best because a lot of the students, they've got jobs, different time zones. Like I'll have a student that's in Japan, another one who is in um, uh, Ireland, and a, a, another one in uh, Africa someplace. It's um, and in all different time zones. So by having it so that you basically have it, so here's your weekly assignment. You need to interact with the other students. Uh, however, it doesn't necessarily need to be live. So a student replied to you in the middle of the night, you reply to them today, that kind of thing, and you have a whole week to do it. And they can take the discussions and, uh, and uh, quizzes. I try not to put too much weight on the quizzes because it's so easy for students to cheat. Um, what I do there is I, I basically have it as a way it forces them to go to the textbook. I have a weekly quiz and basically forces them to the textbook. I have it actually so they can take it over and over again. They have this, uh, the word pedagogy actually means about teaching to children. Andragogy is teaching to adults. And with adults, the truth is, how do we learn best? Repetition, repetition, repetition. And sure enough, it's like, you'll remember a question you got wrong on a quiz. 20 years later, when you forgot the ones you got right on the quiz, by going back into the book and saying, oh, hey, there's the answer, you'll remember that. And that's what you want. You want it so that you're teaching them. So I don't put a lot of weight on the quizzes, but I get them so that they, they learn the material that's there. And uh, I have other things. There are lab reports uh, doing various. In, in fact, even working with other students, it's really, it's really cool. Like I'll actually have them do a, uh, if I have a whole semester to deal with it, I'll, I'll have them deal with a whole report, a, you know, a research report where they work with another student and that other student actually helps them along. The two of them work together, help each other out. And the very first one, when they're, they have that, their very first copy, they will actually send it to the other student and get their opinion first. And they would send it back. They would change it again. And then it would finally come to me. And I would say, okay, here's the changes I suggest. I'd send it back to them. Again, the repetition, repetition, repetition. This is the way they learn. So when they finally present it to me for the final grade, they learned a lot. And it really helps students who are from different countries and where English is not their first language. It's a way of really teaching them a correct way to write. I was a director of microbiology for Roche. And you know what I learned when I was there? A lot of my employees, although they were scientists, they were lousy at writing. <laughs> and uh, that kind of thing really helped teach them how to write so people could understand what they're saying. So, Jim, I, two things. Now, number one, I'm an old, old Latin student. So your repetition, repetition reminds me of repetitio mater studiorum est. Repetition is the mother of all learning. The other thing that's more important when the students first started to matriculate through the programs, the nursing programs, 
did they have challenges to credentials as they moved on? Oh, what's what's really cool, and this really helps sell it. They have to like they're going their first thing for like let's say they're going to nursing school. The first two years, they go for the RN, and then you know after that another two years they get their BSN, and then if they want to go on an MSN that kind of thing, and even a doctoral degree. But what really helped sell this is when they actually took the RN. The students who took it online, basically the one-day-a-week nursing program, outperformed the students taking it face-to-face for the RN exam. You know, so they would go out there, and, and sure enough, it was like, wow. So a lot of the professors were like, wow, there's something about this that works. What it was, a lot of the students who took it online had something else going on in their life where they had to take it online, like single parents. So taking it online was wonderful for that. Or they were working. They work full time, but they could take this, you know, if they could get the one day a week off, that was great. And so it opened that up where before you had to be at the nursing program every day of the week, that kind of thing. But sure enough, these uh, students, they were very much motivated and they were also older. It's amazing. I actually had one student come through our program. She was a grandmother. It was so cool. When they handed her the diploma, she was 63 years old, and you could hear the kids say, yay, grandma. It was, it was really cool. Now, if you look at your average schools now, there's a lot older students than it used to be. It used to be, you know, hey, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and that was it. Uh-uh. It's amazing how many... Uh, In fact, we had a ton of students come back, and it was like, after they had kids, they would actually come back. I remember they made them repeat anatomy and physiology if they had it more than 10 years ago. And I realized, well, you know what? That's maybe not the best thing, because if they've had it once, a lot of the names hadn't changed in 300 years. (laughs) So... uh, you know, and they'll have exams at the end that'll deal with that in case there was a problem. But many, especially women who stopped out to have children, came back, got that RN and went on with their business. It's really helped out tremendously. And this year, particularly, when all those schools closed down and all of a sudden everybody was discovering how teaching online really could help. And especially people who had jobs had children, taking care of a sick adult. And I think, I mean, and it's safe. It's really, right now, you're going into an area where there's a bunch of people. You're not sure about the air circulating, that kind of thing. So I see it as right now, uh, especially my public health background, it's a way of really, I think it saved a lot of lives. Teachers are being caught off guard just a few months ago, they were certain they were going back into the classroom. Everything's changed. Many of them are now teaching online. That's a different skill set. Is that just something they're just going to have to get through? Or are there training classes to help instructors? There's, there's a bunch out there that they really try to educate the faculty about how to teach online. And it's something that they were great standing in front of a classroom, but all of a sudden, 
when it came to teaching online, they weren't sure what they were doing. And I think people tried their very best, but now all summer long, there's been all sorts of programs, many of them free. I even was contacted in New Jersey and other schools to go out and help. I didn't accept a dime for it. I figured this is a public health thing and helping other faculty members be able to teach online is a wonderful thing. It keeps everybody safe. So I think they're getting much better. In the spring, it was like people just tried their best. But I think now they're really learning how, and especially poor students who are from poor neighborhoods and all the rest, like many colleges here are ending up giving away laptop computers so they can help them out. And with me, I found that if I had a student who was not showing up within 48 hours, I'd give him a call on the phone and say, hey, it's Dr. Jim Brown. You having any trouble? I can help you get, I have, I've noticed you're not in the class yet. If you could help them get over that first, you know, that first two weeks, so they got used to it, bingo. Then they learned, hey, this isn't a bad way to learn. And I tell them, hey, don't be afraid to call me. That whole deal about everything has to be online. I'm like, no, I want it. Especially, you need help with a laboratory, call me up on the phone. (laughs) And and I'd let them know, okay, there's a four-hour difference between New Jersey and Alaska. And and but you know what? They were pretty good about that. They really were. And uh, and I would tell them, hey, you know, uh, I'm here to help. And uh, there's something beautiful about it. There really is. And I found everybody helps everybody out. It's funny now. I, I was an assistant dean at New Jersey City University, and I saw both of the towers go down uh, there in 9-11. And I was amazed Something like that, how people come out of the woodwork to help other people. The same thing happened this spring, especially people there to help out other people. It's kind of the, a really nice thing. I teach typically, right now, I've got four different schools I teach for. And I'll teach two or three classes within... I might teach one class at one school, but maybe two or three for another. Typically, a professor, if you're teaching at a community college, now this is just no overtime, this is just basic. They usually teach five classes, three credits each. So it's 15 credits what they're teaching in the semester, and the semester is 15 weeks long. Could be 16 weeks, that kind of thing. So with me, I'll actually teach... So, oh, oh, a four-year school, it's just drop it down one. Four classes, and again, four classes a semester, 15, 16 weeks. But what's really cool, other things are coming. They have some programs that are eight weeks. And every two months, there's a new program start, and they're a little shorter. They're not the 15, 16 weeks, but it's amazing. This way they can get two different sessions in during the summer. And so there's a lot of different things that are going on out there. In fact, some of them are really concentrated. We don't do this with science, but some actually will have a course that can be taught in five weeks. So it's amazing how they're making education much more available throughout the entire world. And it's, uh, I, I just love it when I get a student in from another country. 
and especially since they stopped students coming into the United States from other countries, they can still get that whole degree from a United States college or university without ever stepping foot into the United States. I enjoyed the conversation immensely, and I thank you for the time given to me and for the benefit of the listeners. Thank you. Well, Pat Patrick, thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed doing this. Take care and God bless.